This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun on this program. You know, I say that every time, but I really do have fun with every single program. But today, we're going to be talking about how to use your voice and how to use your voice professionally. And, and personally also, to get attention, to get respect, to get your point across, all of those various things. So please join me in welcoming our guest today, Arthur Samuel Joseph. Welcome, Arthur. Deb, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you. And also in that little laundry list of what we're going to explore today, also how to be yourself, not present yourself. Right, right. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is one of the tricky things because we get so caught up in how we're supposed to be that we lose our passion, our enthusiasm, all of those various things, and people realize that, you know, whether they're with you in person or watching you on a video, television, on stage, whatever, they recognize when someone isn't being authentic to themselves. Yes. Well, Arthur, before we jump in, let me tell people just a little bit more about you. So our guest today, as I said, is Arthur Samuel Joseph, founder and chairman of the Vocal Awareness Institute. Arthur is widely recognized as one of the world's foremost communication strategists and authorities on the human voice. His voice and leadership training program, Vocal Awareness, teaches communication mastery through a disciplined regimen of specific techniques designed to cultivate an embodied and enhanced leadership presence and personal experience. He's coached people like Angelina Jolie, Sean Connery, Tony Robbins, Stephen Covey, Jerry Rice, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and many more. And part of what we're going to be talking about is Arthur's book. And so this is a great book, and I highly recommend it to everyone to get. But, you know, again, Arthur, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, again, it's a privilege. Thank you. We really are going to have a, a good time. But more importantly, we're going to learn. And I think that's what is, you know, the most important part of this. But let's go way back. Let's get back in the way back machine, Arthur. Tell us how you decided that this was your passion to help people do. This is my 54th year of vocal awareness. Wow. It's a paradigm shift in communication. And I'm frankly proud of the fact that many elements of the work are trademarked. Great. Empowerment to voice, Mm -hmm. communication mastery, vocal leadership, visceral language, sing your heart out. I'm a classical singer by training. I have a master's in voice. Mm-hmm. And I share that because the patent trademark office said, this original thought, you get to keep this. And I knew at four that music was my life. Mm-hmm. At 12, singing was this direction. And I began training singers 
but then it kept morphing. Hmm. And by my early 20s, it was concretized as vocal awareness. Mm-hmm. I have seven rituals in the work. All of that was already embedded by my early 20s. The work was grounded at that point. Mm-hmm. And in all of these decades, I advertised one time back when I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And in a local college newspaper, the ad was free so I could advertise. And I got one free student. I got one student whom I offered a free introductory lesson to. And everything else has been word of mouth. Right. And this is my passion. It, in vocal awareness, it is a paradigm shift in communication. I was saying to you before we started, alluding to the fact that we frankly do not realize the how much work it takes to be ourselves mm-hmm. while others watch. Right. We're actually taught to present. Mm-hmm. We're actually taught to speak to the last row of the house and bond with an audience and all of this trivial, stupid language. And when all I want us to do is be ourselves, mm-hmm. when I try to project to the last row of the house, all I'm going to do is raise pitch and speak faster. Right. So why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. If I want to bond with my audience, if I'm supposed to bond with them, what if one person has a point, this point of view, and somebody else has another? I can't serve you both. So vocal awareness teaches the reality that voice is power. And that when I own my voice, Mm -hmm. I own my power. Mm -hmm. Continuing this thesis for a moment, if I may, sociologists fed us an empty bill of goods for generations. But the greatest fear in society is public speak. Right. We've all focused statement. It's not. The greatest fear, however, are two fears. Fear of abandonment and ownership of my power. Mm. We don't realize how much work it takes to claim who I am without approbation, without fear of thinking, what are you going to think of me while I'm being me? Mm-hmm. I teach numerous elite athletes in multiple sports. And in the NFL, my 22nd, 23rd students were inducted this year in Canton alone. Wow. Plus moto super, hockey, soccer, dot, dot, dot. And I'm an artist and I train great artists. In art, in athletics, elite performers are totally hubristic in their skill set. The root of the word hubris meaning blaspheming the gods or extreme arrogance. Nothing we're supposed to aspire to be. Mm-hmm. But that performer on stage doesn't hope you in the fourth row like them. Right. The athlete doesn't think, wow, I hope my coach likes that run. Mm-hmm. Totally hubristic. Mm-hmm. They want to be the best. That's right. But out here, We've gotten all these mixed messages our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't act like that. What will people think? Right. Oh, you shouldn't say that. You sound arrogant. So if I say to you, Deb, vocal awareness is extraordinary work. It can help you change your life in moments. Now, that's stupid and arrogant, you know, but it mm-hmm. However, if I say, Deb, vocal awareness is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. It can help you change your life in moments. Right. That is not arrogance. That's my truth. Mm-hmm. And so in our work, I teach us how to do that, how to claim who we are. Mm -hmm. 
And this is my passion. Your passion is, I was, I was saying, I use wallpaper, but you have an insouciance for cardboard. Everything just stimulates you. You care passionately about people and success. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I'm blessed to get to do this work. You know, I, I love it because your passion comes through. Um, you know, and 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 it's got to be different and a challenge with every single person you work with. You know, and, and you mentioned working with these elite athletes or you know the the superstars. You know, whether it's a, a celebrity, actor, singer, whatever. And we always have the thought that, well, they're that level of achievement. Well, they should be able to speak and present themselves where uh, well, and of course, it, the opposite is almost always true. You know, they know how to shoot the basketball, they know how to act, they know how to do those things, but they're absolutely terrified then when it comes to actually speaking because they don't have the basketball in their hands. They're not portraying some other character, and so how do you work with people that are at that level and then people that are, you know, at my level to, to really get us to be authentic to who we are? One of the ongoing themes in my work is the concept that a champion does it differently. Hmm. You look up the root of the word champion, however, and it is not sports-centric. Right. What that word literally means is dazzlingly skilled in any field. Mm-hmm. I know the tens of thousands of people who are tracking you, they may or may not be athletes, performers, it's irrelevant, but they're tracking you because they are champions. Mm -hmm. They aspire to not just do their best, but be their best. Right. And that's the common theme. I say to an athlete in the first lesson, you bring the talent to your sport, but someone literally teaches you every single thing you do. Mm But who teaches us to be ourselves? Right. No one. And so speech is habit. Mm-hmm. If I say to you, Deb, I'm really enjoying my time with you today. Thank you for having me on. Versus, I'm really enjoying my time with you today. Thank you for having me on. Now, the first Slightly one is, different. Mm-hmm. You're being subtle. The <laughs> first one is bogus, but we don't necessarily know why. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that it's too high and too fast. Mm -hmm. All we hear is he's not trustworthy. Right. The second one, we don't know that I allowed a breath. Mm -hmm. I slowed myself down through that breath and my pitch went lower. All you get is he is genuine. Mm -hmm. All because of pitch and pace. Mm -hmm. We don't know that. I know. The, The book you thoughtfully held up is my fifth book. And I'm so honored that above the title, the foreword is by the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell. And I write a lot of Hall of Fame speeches with my clients. Mm -hmm. And Emmett Smith was the the all-time leading rusher in the National Football League. His speech that I wrote with him was 28 minutes, fully memorized. He did not even have a four by six. And after his address, I was on the NFL Network set. They're one of my clients. And Jerry Jones, who owns the Cowboys, came up to me and said, we've discussed and we want you to work with the commission. 
So a meeting is set up for a Tuesday at 345 Park Avenue in New York, NFL headquarters. And I walk in at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. I teach mastery. For mastery, mastery to be achieved in any discipline requires the integration of mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not just great biomechanics. Right. Every athlete, every artist has a ritual, and they always has a, always has a spiritual foundation. Mm-hmm. So I sit down with Roger, and I'm saying, put yourself in stature. Thank, say thank you to Source. Allow a conscious, loving breath. We do one of my warm ups. <laughs> Etc. And I could have been a snack. He could have checked the box, kicked me out in 10 minutes and said, Jerry, this guy's a jerk. I don't want anything to do with what him. on earth? Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours later, we began to build a real relationship. Mm-hmm. Because this work is integral. He may not have empirically understood everything I was doing or saying, but he trusted the messenger. Mm-hmm. And so the overarching theme here as well is in communication mastery, it's no longer acceptable to just convey the message, but you have to embody the message. Mm-hmm. It's not just what we say, it's how we say it. Mm-hmm. And so how many of your, your listeners who do PowerPoint presentations ever write them out? Right. How many of them ever write them out and, and study them and read them verbatim? And rehearse them. Mm-hmm. None. No one. I know this. Virtually no one. All mm-hmm. of my clients do. And there's an important piece of vocal awareness called visceral language. I'm a singer. I look at music. It tells me everything to do. How fast, mm-hmm. how slow, how loud, soft, dot, dot. We look at words and they don't tell us anything. They're just words. Right. So in visceral language, we, I take your script, your copy, your speech, whatever it is, and we annotate it. So if I say, voice is power, what word was just underlined? Is. You saw it. Mm-hmm. And look at the punctuation at the end. Voice is power. What was it? Probably a period. It was. Mm-hmm. And so we do that, and we I, breath is strategic, so I annotate breath, mm-hmm. I annotate when to look out at your audience, every single little detail. And because it's a performance, it is not a presentation. Right. But we're taught a performance is inauthentic, a presentation is more genuine, horse pucky. We look up in the back of that book, you have a glossary of, root sources to a number of words, Mm -hmm. the word present means to introduce formally, to bring before the public. Mm -hmm. Root of the word perform means to carry out, fulfill, to do. Mm. So we've misconstrued that reality in front of our audience. It actually is a performance because someone is watching or listening. Mm -hmm. And we go to a theater, we go to a musical, whatever, We expect those performers on stage to be impeccable. Right. Of course they are. Why? Because they rehearsed. Right. They practiced. So why should we not do the Mm -hmm. same thing in our daily lives for important moments Mm -hmm. that could be career transition moments? 
a job interview, sitting down with a boss, doing an important keynote, a PowerPoint. I'm preparing a team of executives for a global biotech company. The CEO and his team are clients of mine for a critical event in Europe in Mm -hmm. September. They're already writing it out. Mm -hmm. I'm already annotating. We're already rehearsing six weeks out. Right. One of my VCs out of Silicon Valley, he's more than a VC. He's a leader. Mm. So that when he's on Squawk Box or on some panel, how does he embody more than just another VC who's really smart? But how does he convey the leader? Mm -hmm. And so all of this is strategically built in to the work. Right. You're a lovely listener. I I don't come up for air, and I'm I'm so appreciative. I'm sorry if I'm just. Oh no, I love it. This is fascinating to me. Um, You know, and and as you were talking, I was thinking things like, you know, we don't just want to have a talking head. You said I could play with you. Oh yes, most definitely. This is a perfect moment. May I? Yes. So, sit up straight. Sit at attention, please, Deb. Oh, hopefully my camera doesn't move too much. There we go. (laughs) Now notice. You're holding your breath. I did. Mm-hmm. Now, relax. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my right hand, but you can take left or right. And from three inches below our navel, we're gracefully and slowly pulling this thread right up through the top of our middle of our head. And here is very, it doesn't trail away. It's really pulling higher and higher, higher, straight up, straight up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hand down, and notice how the first thing you did, Deb, was inhale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I was pulling, I breathed That's in. Right. Mm-hmm. And notice your chest is more open. Mm-hmm. Your core is more engaged. So one of the paradigms in our work, Deb, is that structure does not impinge, it liberates. Mm-hmm. The ballet dancer, how many ways are there to do first position? Right. There's only one. Mm-hmm. So then we're in stature. Mm-hmm. And then, may I use the word God or source? Oh, yes, most definitely. Mm-hmm. We have seven rituals. Mm-hmm. We can either just say thank you, thank you to source, thank you to God. Mm-hmm. Within yourself, not allowed, Deb, to embrace the thought of saying thank you as you choose. And did you inhale? Mm-hmm. And... Yes. And I calmed at the same time. And I was starting to say, and you notice that your internal and external space are quiet. Mm -hmm. Now, just sit back and relax. Forget all this stature, schmatcher stuff, and just notice how you feel, notice how the room feels. Mm -hmm. You got it? Okay, now, sitting back in state again in stature. Turn off the left brain and don't try to figure this out. Instead, just hear the words, Deb, love and let go. Feel what it might be like to love and let go. I didn't ask you to inhale, but that was surely a giant one. Mm -hmm. That's always what's going to happen. And the point of all of this is, I ask you to be in stature. We say thank you. We love and let go. Mm -hmm. Body's first impulse is to inhale. 
It's the body's way of saying, thank you for giving me permission to be myself. I breathe to acknowledge this. Many years ago when I used to train Tony Robbins, and he would refer to my seven rituals as pattern interrupts. Mm. To create a new pattern, we have to exaggerate behavior to break an old one. Mm -hmm. Since speech is habit, how are we going to get out of these old behaviors? So this is how, and these three elements are fundamental to what I call a mastery moment. We've all heard the axiom, the meeting begins before you walk in the room, but what do we do about it? Right. And so these are principles that we embed in those mastery moments before we walk in. Mm -hmm. The other point I want to make here about breath is that a breath isn't only physical, it's also emotional. Mm -hmm. Trauma is trapped in our breath. None of us got anywhere in life unscathed. It does right. not in the heart. And the root of the word spirit, spiritus in Latin, means to breathe. Mm. The Hebrew word neshama means both soul and breath. So we use breath foundationally. Mm-hmm. So if I say to you, Deb, take a nice deep top of the morning breath and exhale and you feel your chest rise and also what happened was your larynx and tongue flexed right but that as it may and with that deep breath after that say i am an extraordinary woman at the apex of that nice inhale i'm an extraordinary woman terrific now we're going to do it again but this time we're not going to take a breath we're going to allow a slow silent loving breath it will take five seconds with your eyes on me and at the apex of that one you're going to say the same sentence are you ready mm-hmm. i am an extraordinary woman that was extraordinary it gave me chills well and it, it felt very different you know and, and i think that's the important thing is it was calmer I knew that my pitch was lower, and it, 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 was, it was freer, might be the, the, the word I'm trying to come up with. And all we did was breathe differently. Mm-hmm. So look at the impact. My commitment to my clients is never to make one into someone they're not, mm-hmm. but I'm passionately committed to bringing out whom you're capable of being. Mm-hmm. So we create a persona statement. The root of the word persona is an Etruscan root word, an ancient Greek dialect that literally means through the sound. Mm. One's identity is largely conveyed to the sound of a voice and an opinion created in nanoseconds. So we answer two questions. How do I believe I'm presently perceived? The second, how would I ideally like to be known? Mm-hmm. Or W-N. Right. You mean I have a choice? Mm-hmm. And that's the point in part. I teach that every single thing in life revolves only around two things, to choose to do something or to choose not to. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how scary, how seemingly daunting. All that matters is how badly I want it. Mm-hmm. Even an abdication, I made a choice by walking away. Mm-hmm. 
But in our work, I only care, does that choice empower me or disempower? Mm -hmm. So I'll come up for air again. <laughs> yeah, it, this really is just fascinating. And, and you know, as I said, as, as you're talking, I mean, it, it's, oh, my mind's just going crazy. Tell me that again with a fascinating sentence and put a period after fascinating and underline it. Period. This is really. To me, this was really fascinating. Now use your eyes on that last word as well. To me, this was really fascinating. Hear a change? And I smiled. Mm -hmm. It made it, it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Visceral language. Now it's not just some emotional whatever. My, my communication of it actually sounds like it. It is fascinating. It grounds in a more integral way. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. Please continue. I'm, I'm a good student. <laughs> You're an excellent student today, man. Well, and you know, I, I have had vocal training. It's been a long time ago. But it's it, it, but it, it was something that I it would have been nice to have continued. But, you know, there were things that we learned. Like, you know, when you breathe, it relaxes all of this. Because, of course between our two breaths one did right. one didn't mm -hmm. yeah and and when you're not breathing all of these little muscles get really tight and our voice goes up what's the do you know what the most complex joint in the body is no your temporomandibular joint 56 moving parts wow for your listeners who have tmj who grind their teeth mm -hmm. your jaw is capable of multiple thousands of pounds of force per square inch wow your tongue is the strongest muscle in your body per diameter. Hmm. So if I say, when we own our voice, we own our power, vocal awareness is my passion. I'm committed to helping change the world through voice. Voice is power. When you own your voice, you own your power. I am committed to changing the world through voice. Fundamental difference. Mm -hmm. We don't know that my tongue and jaw were tight the first time. We settled for that. Mm -hmm. We don't we know that I really feel it. Yes, it's visceral. There's mm -hmm. no question. Mm -hmm. And so it enhances when I release my tongue and jaw tension, it enhances the amplitude, the colors. The I can do anything I want. But right. the moment I'm doing this, I can only do this. Mm -hmm. So right. all of it matters. It's vibratory. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, and, and and it gives us the chance to calm compose ourselves. you know we always know when somebody is responding very quickly to to something you know because they do they get that tight that tense that you know and and all of those things and taking that moment to breathe to calm to relax it it is going to help us speak and and we see that especially when we're watching an interview i think that's probably one of the the best examples to use is you know when we see you know some the reporter asks the question and the person pauses for a moment. Now, they can't pause too long because, you know, their interviews are usually on a, a timed basis. But they pause and they think, what am I going to say? And they compose themselves. And again, they've relaxed everything and they've taken that breath that kind of opens them up. So I teach people not to pause. Ah. I teach people how to create space. Okay. What's the difference? Okay, say a couple of sentences and pause in the middle of it. 
I am really enjoying our program today. I look forward to doing it again. So now we're going to say the same two sentences again, but we're going to create space between those two thoughts, and I'm going to help you. Okay. I am really, let's see, I'm really enjoying our interview today. I can't wait for it to continue another time. So when you paused, you held your breath. I did. When you created space, you inhaled. Mm-hmm. And again, I calmed. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so I that space has value. Mm-hmm. A song without a rest is not the same piece of music. Mm-hmm. I'm a control freak, but I want you to have the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I want you to have the control in any given moment. Mm-hmm. So in that space, I have thinking time. Mm. I now, in that extra nanosecond, can gather a thought, and I can know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I can control my emotions. I can do all kinds of things. We don't know we have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially if it's something like, say, an interview, and you know, whether it's a television interview or somebody's just asking you questions, we're thinking, well, I, I need to get through it. I don't want to waste their time. All of those various things. And what we really should be thinking is we want to give them great information. And when we rush through it, we skip things or we we don't highlight the right things because we're so concerned with, I have to get through this and this and this and this and this. Um, A networking event, great example. You know, we're all told we have to have our 30-second elevator speech. (sighs) I hate those things. You know, for some people, that's not nearly enough time. For some people, that's way too much time. But we get, I've, I've seen people where they have literally timed either the speaker or the poor person is timing themselves. And they get so caught up in that timing that we don't even pay any attention to what they're saying. In one of my books, I don't know if it's this one or a previous book, Vocal Power, I tell two relevant stories. One, one, one a consultant at a global company global accounting firm, one of the big three, mm-hmm. who was on the path to become partner. And it's a very rigorous multi-year path, mm-hmm. which he failed. Oh, no. Brilliant, man. He was a mathematician. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you failed, you don't get a second chance. Oh. And you're out. Mm-hmm. However, his boss had trained with me. Mm-hmm. He intervened, they gave him another shot, and he said, go see Arthur. Mm-hmm. So we spent several months in virtual. I only met him a couple of days before in person for the first time for about three hours when I went to his company. And two days later, he sat down with the powers that be to begin this process all over again. He called me a month later. They didn't require him to complete it. They made him partner virtually immediately. Wow. 
Six months later, he literally brought them a billion dollars of this, which would have been lost because he was a poor communicator. Mm -hmm. And now the men he was speaking to, the men and women he was speaking with, were probably equally bad. Mm -hmm. But they had the keys to the kingdom. Right. So it was their ball, their court, their rules. Mm -hmm. So what I enabled him to do was be himself. Mm -hmm. Not communicate like a Univac machine. Communicate as this highly intelligent, evolved man. Mm -hmm. By the same token, a female client of mine who was the president of a multinational corporation won part of the company. She was responsible for a billion dollars of business in this multi-billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. In college, she was an All-American basketball player. Mm. And she really was intense. Mm -hmm. When she's playing pickup basketball on the court in Santa Monica one Saturday, some guy was ragging on her from the sidelines, she told me, and he wouldn't shut up, and so she clocked him with the basketball. I was going to say, he, he, he paid for around, it. Mm -hmm. And he turned around and decked her. <gasps> but she wasn't going to back down. Right. The point of the metaphor of the, the story is she had a subordinate, a male subordinate in her company that she wanted to fire, but couldn't. Mm. Every time it came to the moment, she backed down. So we spent a couple of months orchestrating the moment, what to wear, how to situate the room. We videotaped practices, dot, 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 because I used to tell her, you left your tennis shoes in the locker room when you opened that door today, girl. Mm -hmm. The same person didn't show up. And in vocal awareness, the same person shows up everywhere. Context does not determine outcome. Right. He was gone before end of business that day. And he was so, probably thinking, where did that come from? Just by owning her power. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's funny that you, you mentioned that because one of the, the things that I had, had told you in advance that I wanted to talk about was women in leadership and how it's very difficult in many cases for women to get the respect, to present themselves well, all of those various things because of our, our vocalization. Um, you know, and it's funny, I was watching TV last night and as part of the, the plot on this TV show, there was an interview and there'd been a murder. And so these two women were being asked by the reporter, tell us what you saw. And the, you know, he puts the microphone in front of the first woman and she goes, oh, <laughs> and he immediately moved the mic. And the next person, and, it, and she, you know, it was a woman also, but she had exactly what she was going to say. And, and I thought, you know, that is what it's like so many times, if, especially for women, is we're asked our opinion or we get up to present and sometimes we do that. <laughs> and, and we get flustered. Our voice goes up, our voice gets faster, all of those various things. So how really can women rein this in to become ourselves and, and to have that power ourselves? If people go to my website, vocalawareness.com, they'll see a lot of really interesting content, a lot of free content. Oh, tons of great stuff. And one of two articles there, one was for Huffington, another one for the I forget what, Wall Street Journal or Forbes or something. And one on 
the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And another one on leadership, can it be taught? Mm -hmm. There are two former clients of mine that are worth taking a look at. One is U.S. Senator from Arizona, Kirsten Sinema, mm -hmm. A-Y-R-S-T-E-N. And I send your listeners, viewers, to her campaign announcement mm. from 2017, three minutes and change, wearing a blue top. Mm -hmm. Fully orchestrated in vocal awareness with mm -hmm. me present. There was no flinching. There was no phony warm, breathy, maternal voice. This was a woman Ayo. speaking from her power. Mm -hmm. Two, on this popular Friday night TV show, 2020, mm -hmm. a female correspondent is a longtime student of mine, Andrea Cannon. Mm. Take a look. Mm -hmm. Listen to her. Listen to her presence. Mm -hmm. After the third debate between Hillary and the other gentleman, and, and, and the other individual, I frankly don't say his name, so. That's all right. But we know what you mean. I wrote an article for Huffington that Hillary had broken a glass ceiling for women. Mm -hmm. It was outstanding. But they're writing about her pantsuit. Mm -hmm. They're writing about, yep. because it is not a level playing field. Mm -hmm. She was as impeccable as a presidential candidate could ever be male or female but nobody cared right it was still this, the woman this is a patriarchal culture most societies function that way mm -hmm. and there were in this book my editor the publisher both women there was going to be a chapter called for women only until a few months before I was finished writing, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm pretty androgynous. I mean, arrogant enough to think I can speak for women. But regardless, I, I bring this up because vocal awareness, I teach all over the world. Mm -hmm. I teach all walks of life. Mm -hmm. It's part of the human condition. We all process this work the same. Male, female, straight, gay, black, purple, it doesn't matter. And so I took the chapter out for that reason. However, it is not a level playing field. And equally importantly, women have been fed an, another bill of goods, that there is a prototype of how you're to convey yourself. Mm -hmm. What is feminine? What is this? You sound too masculine. Blah, 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 blah. Men can get away with all of that nonsense. Women, there's virtually no margin for error. Mm -hmm. And I find it so interesting that we look at how many Democratic candidates running for president in this cycle are women. Right. And very powerful, very mm -hmm. smart women. Their political perspective aside, whoa, mm -hmm. really impressive. And as we get into the, into the weeds in a few months, I can assure you this will be a topic of conversation. She doesn't do this. She doesn't sound that, mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. So the long and short of what I'm saying here, Deb, and it's really important. I don't want somebody to determine for me how I'm supposed to sound. Mm -hmm. 
However, I have to then also take responsibility for how I do want to sound. Right. And so this work shows us how to get there. Mm-hmm. We go into the privacy of our home in the, with our family by ourselves, however we want to design it. It must be safe harbor. Mm-hmm. Zero judgment. We cannot say yuck. It must be safe. Mm-hmm. For those of us who had the privilege to be parents, we have a 15-month-old, and the neighbor has a 15-month-old. We don't say to our toddler, hurry up, the neighbor kid's walking better than you. Hurry up. Wow, he rolled over today. He sat up. Mm-hmm. Every seemingly in, in every it's a milestone because it never happened before. Right. Wow, I didn't cry today. Wow, I could breathe easier. Oh, I feel more confident. Mm-hmm. But we want to practice this. We want to write out our narrative, whatever that mm-hmm. narrative is for that interview, for that PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. We want to record and listen. Well, I'm going too fast here. Okay, let's stop and do it again. I call this game film. Mm-hmm. An athlete studying their performance. What is a football player sitting on the bench between going in and out doing? They're looking at video. Yeah, he's looking at those last plays. That's right. So my clients very often will put a recorder in their purse, in mm-hmm. their pocket, and record mm-hmm. and listen back. I'll right. get linked. Mm-hmm. Report, record a phone conversation. So I'm asking us to take responsibility mm-hmm. and know the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are ready for a sea change because we are in the most dangerous time in our country since World War II. Things are changing. Mm-hmm. There is upheaval. And we have to stand up. And women can lead that. And if people say, oh, she's just screaming, ah, she's a woman, she's a, a B word. I've never said that ugly word in my life. But I've heard many women even call themselves that. Right. Or other that. Mm-hmm. And I, aside from it's an ugly sound and it's completely disrespectful and dehumanizing, the other reason I abhor it so much is that it pull, causes women to pull back. Right. Yeah, you're thinking, ooh, I, I, I can't. No, no. I don't, I don't want to be judged that way. And so this is a real conversation. It's a, it's, and... If I, for example, right now, here's an exercise, finding the hub of your voice. You're going to move your hand like this with me in a moment. Okay. And we're going to, with our lips gently together and rather nasally, I'm going to demonstrate the first one. A little air will come out your nostrils first, and very nasally, we're going to hum. Listen to me. And where the pitch ends up, once again, the sentence... I am an extraordinary woman and I do extraordinary things after a conscious loving breath. In stature, in three, 
two. I am an extraordinary woman. You feel that? It felt odd. Cup your hands to your ears. Mm-hmm. Not well, yet. I've got, a, I've got an earpiece in, so I don't know if this will okay. work right. Not, not yet. I'm going to do one more thing. I want your finding the hub to go deeper. Listen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so more in my diaphragm. Yes. Okay. Sure. And. Mm-hmm. And three, cup your hands like this. Two. And the sentence. Keeping your hands here. Three, two. I am an extraordinary woman. And I forgot and the I rest. Do and I do extraordinary things. Now we'll do it again, slower and easier, keeping your hands here. Just yeah. love the gentle as the woman you truly are. Three, two. I am an extraordinary woman, and I do extraordinary things. How does that feel and sound? It's very cool. Now, it is a little bit weird because I do have an earpiece in, so it's going to make that sound a little bit different. But you do hear yourself differently when you do that. That's what you sound like out here. That's Ah. how we, that's, and it's a really cool way to confirm that's my voice as you hear me. Okay. And you heard, we didn't quite get the exercise exercise completely right, but you heard that the voice had more presence. Mm -hmm. Had a little more resonance in it. And then when I asked you to do it differently the second time, you felt it wasn't about confirming for anybody else. No, it's just me. Your truth. Mm-hmm. So that gets us back to how we started today. This work is not about presenting who we are, mm-hmm. it is about being who we are. Right. We do not need permission. You know, and, and I think that's that really is where we get lost in this process is, especially if we're trying to take on a leadership role, we have in our mind what a leader is and what a leader should be, and we change ourselves to fit that mold. And instead, you know, if, as you said, we need to just embrace our, you know, embrace it ourselves. And, and if we're supposed to be in that leadership role, then it will happen. And for the camera, I just did some nonsense. Mm-hmm. I called myself a third base coach, but you feel what happened in the last few seconds. Mm-hmm. As re- it relaxed you once again. Yes. And I know we're almost at the end of our time and and I hope this has been meaningful for you. I hope you're it such has. a host. Well, thank you. You know, and I think you know we want to delve into this a little bit more as to how people can be doing this. Um, you know, obviously you have your classes, you have online training. Um, you know, uh, it's I talk with my hands, and it's funny that's cool. one of those I'll, things. I'll and, and if I can't, then I feel stilted. No, yeah, use them. The only right. thing I don't want are repetitive gestures. Right. That- yeah. And, and it's funny because, you know, if I see somebody do, doing something that, again, I know they've been taught to do, 
then it it doesn't look like it's authentic to them. You know, they might be doing the, or, you know, and so we're not being ourselves. And if I'm not talking with my hands, and for the people who are just listening to the podcast, I talk with my hands. I have to be careful where I put things in my office when we're doing this so that I don't knock over my water. I don't bash into my microphone. But if I can't talk with my hands, then my conversation starts really feeling stilted. You hear what just happened as I relaxed? You slowed relaxed. me down. Mm-hmm. No, but I released the tension in your right. tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was starting to get a little worked up. And you know, and, and I think that's maybe one of the biggest things is we feel that ourselves. I mean, I felt that tension coming on. I knew my voice was going up a little bit. So we need to take the time. And and maybe it's just that mental stop, slow down, calm that's, down. That's the breath and space. Right. The- Sixth of the seven rituals of vocal awareness. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, deeper listening. Mm-hmm. In my work, I will spell voice two ways. One with a capital V, which refers to my deeper self, my inner voice. And a lowercase v, my speaking voice. Mm-hmm. And there's always this constant interface. Mm-hmm. Intra and interpersonal. And... But one of the things I really want your listeners understanding, what, I'm, I'm very good with language. I'm a total intellectual sense. But we have no experience of doing what I'm talking about. Right. And so we really want, I'm very, very goal-oriented, very structured. One of the paradigms, Deb, is that structure does not impinge, it liberates. Mm-hmm. Freedom without direction is chaos. Right. And so as part of the structure here, we create, say, a Q4 goal. Mm-hmm. Here's where I am today. Where do I want to be by December 31? Where we know we have an important meeting coming up in two months, dot, dot. What I have to do to begin to prepare for that. If I do feel impoverished in my ability to own my space if it is scary as i said earlier we've all had challenging lives in mm-hmm. one form or another and we know the statistics about abuse and those are just the published ones mm-hmm. so the point being whatever events in our lives harmed us They may have happened decades ago, Mm -hmm. but they still have dominion over us in this moment. Right. So in our work, we thank Source constantly as we start the practice. Mm -hmm. Do use our CLB, our conscious loving breath. We stay consciously attuned because, frankly, things do go bump in the night. And so this is one of the ways we create this respectful, safe place Mm -hmm. to venture forth. And small, small steps. Right. We're not conquering this overnight. Exactly. And the whole point of the work is the seventh ritual. Do you have a piece of paper, Deb? I do. Write the seventh ritual. Be Be myself. 
Now, I presume you wrote two words, be myself. I did, and I underlined it. But I want you to write it as it's actually intended. It's three uh, words. Three words, yep. And the third one begins with a capital S. Mm-hmm. Is that any different other than it's three words? Does it mean anything different? It does um, because it's, yeah, it is it about, as we've been saying, being the authentic you. That's right. And, you know, one of my Hall of Fame football players, a fabulous man named Ladanian Tomlinson. And no LT. We know LT. And go YouTube or go on my site and look at his Hall of Fame speech. It actually went viral. Mm-hmm. And when he was preparing for what in the NFL is called combine, mm-hmm. where you get to show off, off mm-hmm. show off between all the clubs in front of all the clubs when you're leaving college. Mm-hmm. So Ladanian left college at TCU a year, a month early. He did go back and graduate, so he could go down to Miami and train at a facility. Mm-hmm. And every day when he would leave his apartment, on one side of the door was a prayer. On the other side were his goals for the day. When he'd come back in, he'd check the prayer, check the goals, new prayer for tomorrow, new goals for Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Now, a champion does do it differently. Mm -hmm. So I share this because I have a poster on the computer screen that says, Stature, mm-hmm. take my time. Mm-hmm. You, I said to you jokingly, I get whiplash, you talk so fast. And, but it, it's per, personally for me, it is not off putting because it's so genuine. It's your insouciance for life. But if I were to say, vocal awareness teaches empowerment through voice versus Vocal awareness teaches empowerment through voice. Now, if you were to time them, Mm -hmm. they would be virtually the same time. I've done this so many times. Mm -hmm. So the metaphor is nothing is gained by going too fast, Mm -hmm. but potentially everything is lost. Definitely. Credibility, understanding. Mm -hmm. So in communication, the fifth ritual, take my time, it is never how fast, only how effective. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody else is chiming in too. That's Dodger. Oh, I lo- Dodger as in named after baseball? Named after. Because I see the Dodgers poster behind you. You know, one of the, we didn't really talk about this because we've only got just a couple minutes left. And you mentioned it briefly. This takes practice. You know, we have to go over things all the time, whether it's practicing your speech practicing your just practicing you know whatever it is that you're doing and i was watching one of the videos on your website of a gentleman who used to he's now a broadcaster he's an athlete but he used to stutter and now he yes you know and and he spends an hour a day working on this now it is his job to speak so you know it it's kind of like you know an athlete is is you know what is the title of my book this book is vocal leadership seven minutes a day to communication mastery my point in bringing it up is not to hawk the book but to say that it's seven minutes a day you can actually get seven minutes folks and so 
as we wrap up for today, mm-hmm. that old Henny Youngman joke from the early 50s when he stops a passerby and asks, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? And the stupid joke is, practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. So you go to Carnegie Hall today, and you can buy a T-shirt. On the front, it says Carnegie Hall. On the back, it says practice, practice. Oh. How embedded it is mm-hmm. in the myth. Right. This is an integral work. Mm-hmm. The root of the word intimate means intrinsic or essential. It's uh-huh. a Latin root word. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more intimate than revealing me. We're all wearing the emperor's new clothes. Right. So as we begin with that root of the word intimate, meaning intrinsic or essential, it's intrinsic to be who we are, mm-hmm. essential that we must be who we are. In that book that you have, at the back of the book in one of the glossaries, there is a section on leadership mm-hmm. and the acrostic on leadership, and the L stands for leading by example. Mm-hmm. So we can't hold the space for somebody else. We can only hold it for ourselves. But in doing it for ourselves, we ennoble others. Mm -hmm. We cannot empower them. We can only help them empower themselves. Mm -hmm. So this work is about as self-focused, as hubristic as it gets, Mm -hmm. because it's about us being the best we can possibly be. Right. And, and again, it's not complicated. Scary. Might be scary. You know, and, and I think that's the thing is we all think, ooh, we're going to be peeling away those, those layers. <sighs> I don't know. You know and Miller, was- I quote in my book from Tropic of Capricorn in the first 30 pages where he describes man as an onion with a million skins. Mm-hmm. And, but it sure as heck beats the alternative, man. Right. Yeah, because we don't want to be found out as the emperor with no clothes, you know, because that's the fake. That's, you know, that is the, the person that, you know, people are like, oh, okay. And, and it doesn't matter if it's the leader of the company, the leader of a church, leader of, you know, whatever, or a small business owner, whatever it is, we have to be us. And, you know, and, and I guess... Let me see those three, the, we have to be us. Say that again and see that last word underlined and put a conscious breath in front of it. We have to be us. Now tell me a totally different way, much more intimate way. We have to be us. No, no, underline the word have. We have to be us. Feel what happens? Mm-hmm. It did. You know, and, 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 and it didn't feel fake. You know, and, and I think maybe that's the important thing is people might be thinking, well, when I'm doing this, it's not going to feel natural. Now, it might that, feel a little odd to start with. But right? that's why we record. Right. So, mm-hmm. Because it may not feel natural at all. I know it won't. Mm-hmm. But when we listen back, whoa, who's that right. masculine? Mm-hmm. I, and, and so, because we both have to go, I, I know you will share with your audience the offering that I provided at a 50% discount, because I don't do this podcast uh, as a one-off. My vision is to change the world. Mm -hmm. So this offering is Visual Voice Pro. Mm -hmm. teaches the visceral language, how to make voice vision. Mm -hmm. 
It has me teaching the work that I'm teaching today, one-on-one -on -one with you, visual. Mm -hmm. And it is a game changer. Mm -hmm. So I share that because we're all here to make a difference. The great use of a life is spend it for something that outlasts it. Right. And we are here to make a difference, not just take up oxygen and real estate. Mm -hmm. So I've truly enjoyed my time with you today. But we've just scratched the surface. I mean, this is just, so, so we definitely have to have you on again, because again, I think this is something that is so important for everyone. And, and really, it doesn't matter what you're doing Take the words I think of. This is? We will do this again. No, this is something that is so important. It instead is. Instead of I think this is. It is important. Yes. And, we and we're going to underline and emphasize is. But my point is I take I think out of our vocabulary. Right. We tend to say it, especially women, because mm -hmm. we don't want to be perceived as aggressive or arrogant. Right. Or that, but, that word. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I know you thought it. You said it. Mm -hmm. But if we're not sure... I substitute the words I believe, mm -hmm. but otherwise we ex extricate, I think, from our vocabulary. Right. Yeah. And you're right. That's one of those softening, oh, I don't want to be pushy. You know, I think it's, yeah, it either is or it isn't. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, Arthur, we really are at the top of the hour and we will do this again because it is so important for everyone. Um, you know, and, and I can't wait to do this again. But until then, how do people find you and connect with you online? My website is vocalawareness.com. Mm -hmm. They can write to support at vocalawareness.com. And my team forwards me every email. And I personally answer every email. And that's how. Great. And, you know, we, we've talked about the book. Um, you can go to Amazon. That's where, you know, all of your books are. You mentioned that you have five of them. Lots of great online resources. So check those out. Really look forward to, you know, I look forward to, to doing this again because it is important, you know, and, and we definitely need to be thinking about this. So maybe, I don't know, I was thinking, should we give people homework? Nah, next time. We'll give them homework next time. And, and we will put the offer in the show notes. Thank you so much. I really well, appreciate it. I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely thought-provoking time with Arthur Samuel Joseph. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>